took great a great euphemism for a 0.0 pass. Yeah. yeah. I get the point. To the outside with room and into the end zone. Touchdown. Broke away from Evans. So Deontay. Deontay Foreman right there, back from the dead, kind of. Panthers win. Foreman, in he goes. Not a big Full crowd yards. last night, I would say. 83 on the night. I've seen bigger crowds. But the Panthers beat the Falcons. Remember that uh, wild game, the Hail Mary and the missed kicks and all that? Well, Panthers get their revenge, as it were. And I'm back from my hiatus. This is interesting to see. My one-day hiatus. I was traveling. And didn't make a plan for Thursday, but I did do a controversial Wednesday just for y'all. We will not be talking about all the fakes on Twitter. Uh, that is objectively hilarious, but I also don't care. It's very obvious. If anybody can be verified and you can make a Twitter account into anything, yeah, of course. People are going to have their lunch eaten, and it was hilarious. But that's not what we're doing here. Deontay Foreman's story is cool. If you didn't watch the game, his dad died because uh, I think he got in a trucking accident. Deontay Foreman, after being out of the NFL, he was like a fourth, fifth, sixth string running back for a couple of years, got out of the NFL, had a couple of shots, but nothing really great. He started a trucking company with the money he got in the NFL. Um, he was a great running back at Texas. And then his dad died, I think, working for his trucking company. And then a couple months later, he got called back in the NFL. This is a year or two ago, and now he's in. He had a great night. Panthers are significantly better without Christian McCaffrey. It is what it is. I don't know what to tell you. It's Football Friday. Let's do some uh, preview stuff. I am only semi-prepared for a show this morning because I was traveling until 1 a.m. Uh, due to incompetency. But that is neither here nor there. We do have this if uh, you want to check out your phone. Patrick Laine, Columbus Blue Jackets forward in the NHL, wore this suit that makes him look like the mask. You can see it on your screen. This is a real thing that a grown-up did. Um, he's Finnish. Finns usually garner quite a bit of respect, just globally for a, a, a variety of reasons. Not now, though. That's bad. Patrick, what are we doing? Jeff Saturday's press conference was objectively hilarious. Let's listen to part of it. Um, let's go. My, I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football, and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about are you as qualified as somebody else, bro. I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I had, I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that I play with. You don't think I've seen greatness? Mm. This is not. This is very projecty, Jeffrey. You don't think I've seen how people prepare? How they? I think Peyton Manning did all that for you, and he didn't need you. Coach, how they GM? I don't think he needed you to win all those games. How they work? Because he left Indianapolis and he won right away. Actually, they were better. The Broncos were way better than the Colts ever were. I mean, won Super Bowls, been to two. Like, here. Yeah, and you got your ass kicked by the Saints. Peyton Manning didn't need you. Um, Here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. Yeah, you're. He has no experience. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. And that press conference is a joke. Um, yeah, this is racism, cronyism, whatever you want to call it. Okay, let's get into some football. Nito burrito. How about we start in college, where I haven't checked the schedule. I just woke up five minutes ago, and I look like this. I know, isn't it incredible? You're like, damn, Nick, how do you do that? Like, yeah, I just remember when we were like, hey, I, I woke up like this. Remember when that was a meme? Yeah, for real though. I woke up like this. I looked. I legit looked. This, I looked this good. I know that there was Thursday night football last night because it was on in the airport. 
where I was. Um, I think University of Louisiana was playing Georgia Southern, and Louisiana was kicking their ass, I think. That sounds right. Yeah, Louisiana kicked their ass last night. Okay. Uh, yes, so Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan having themselves a good year. Beat Akron, Ohio. They beat Miami of Ohio. I imagine that's some sort of rivalry. That happened on Tuesday. Wednesday, there's, there's so much football. Kent State and Bowling Green. Tulsa played Memphis last night. Memphis wins again. Georgia Southern, Louisiana. Louisiana wins big time. One ranked team playing tonight. That's Colorado and, and USC. We've got some other Power 5 teams playing. Do we? No, Cincinnati's almost a Power 5 team, but no. Uh, over the weekend, just glancing real quickly, I think it's entirely possible that Arkansas pisses off LSU. I just don't think it's likely. Notre Dame and Navy are playing each other at noon on ABC in a game that should be rainy. Um, the Hurricanes making its way up the coast. Hurricane Nicole. Um, that game ought to just be just insanely boring. Uh, all of us are probably going to watch Missouri, Tennessee, or LSU, Arkansas. This is one of those years where you're going to really want Indiana to be able to pull it off against Ohio State. They're not. Like I can just, it's you can tell it's a vibe. Uh, so don't go into that weekend expecting anything. Oh, shouts to Kentucky. They're ranked again. Notre Dame's ranked again. They lost to Marshall at home. That's funny. <laughs> Rankings are stupid. They're so stupid. Uh, I'm just trying to scan this real quickly for you if there's anything interesting. Michigan at or at Nebraska at Michigan. If it was Michigan at Nebraska, I would say maybe. Maybe something weird could happen. Nebraska's actually pretty good. They just don't win any games, but they keep them all close. Nothing's going to happen there. Michigan is, like I've been saying all year, playing a one-game season. Alabama's playing Ole Miss, which is really interesting because theoretically, you'd be like, oh, well, this is 9 versus 11. Alabama has lost two games by a total of, look at this, three points, all of which happened, they were never trailing in those, like they were never going to lose. Those teams were losing and had to beat them on the last play of the game as the clock struck zero, or in LSU's case, it was an untimed down. So it's as close to being undefeated as like you can kind of theoretically get. Um, but Ole Miss, uh, very good team. Kind of soft, kind of fast-paced. We'll see. Um, Alabama, I think that Ole Miss, I, th- I, mean, I did bet on Ole Miss. I didn't go to Ole Miss, but I bet on Ole Miss. And if Ole Miss pulls off the upset, I'll tell you why it'll happen. Here's why I pay attention. Because Alabama, when they don't play for the national championship, they give up. And I kind of get it. Like, that's why you went there. It's not going to work, so why get hurt? But also... If you're Will Anderson and Bryce Young, you're like, yeah, we're not going to win the national championship. Fuck it. Go to the NFL. Like, you're every single snap you play there now, you're not going to win the national championship. They don't play for bowl games. They play for natties. And every single snap you take, it could be an Achilles, and that shit costs you millions of dollars. Getting drafted 17th is not the same thing as getting drafted 4th. It's like $10 million less. To say nothing of how your body reacts. And Jalen Smith from Notre Dame, the linebacker, ruined his career. Or had his career ruined. Whatever. UCF is playing Tulane. Both of those teams are ranked. Again, rankings are stupid. Because Wisconsin is playing Iowa, and neither of those teams are ranked. But let's be honest, who's going to watch which game? That's how it goes. Uh, App State's playing Marshall. I've never paid attention to a game... uh, in Marshall, so that one kind of seems interesting. Georgia's at Mississippi State. Pay attention to that, interestingly enough. That air raid offense can piss some teams off. You never know. But Mississippi State, every time you think that they can never do anything cool at home. They only do their cool shit on the road. But the game everyone's going to be talking about is TCU at Texas. Is TCU for real? Um, no. I think that they're very they're Ole Miss. They're just in the Big 12. <laughs> I, that's what I think. 
college football's got an overall boring slate, but it's college football. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be like the, the Notre Dame Navy game is going to be fun, and there's going to be a lot of rain. I, I, that, that kind of that kind of stuff makes sense to me. I like that kind of thing. Okay, I have this. Zoom out. Should I zoom out? Zoom, zoom in. I, I did my best. Oh, wait, hold on. Bam. All right, so there's Bovada. I have a couple open bets over the weekend. I have the Detroit Lions to cover four points. They are four-point underdogs on the road against Chicago because Justin Fields has been figuring it out. So let's get into our, our pro football schedule preview and things you need to know. Um, Sunday morning, there's a game in Berlin or Munich. It's in Munich, excuse me. Uh, so the rumor has been for years that Germany is the actual European market that cares about American football, which is cool. And the stuff I've seen on Snapchat and Instagram would indicate that they are having themselves a gay old time, let me tell you. They look like they're getting down. The Germans are super excited. And they've got some, it's going to be a great game. It's two historic franchises, kind of historic franchises. It's Brady. Uh, the Bucks have stars. The Seahawks are fun. And Pete Carroll is, just, I mean, it seems on paper like a game that like, nah. but uh, for it's not a bad representation to go to Germany. It's going to be a good game, I think. Geno Smith is just playing really well and Tom Brady. So just remember, if you're gambling... Or if you have fantasy, and most people have players in the Bucks and Seahawks. There's a lot of good fantasy players in those teams. Game starts at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Uh, other than that, uh, some interesting stuff going on. The one that everyone's paying attention to, the, the, the marquee game of the weekend, in my opinion, is Vikings and Bills. The Vikings have one loss on the road in primetime to the best team in the NFL However, it looks like all of their wins are shitty. Uh, so nobody knows what to make of them. They These are one of your classic, every couple of years we get a fraud. Remember the Packers two or three years ago, the first time they went 13-3? and three? Frauds. Remember Notre Dame in 2012? Frauds. Remember the Brazil World Cup team that got smoked by Germany? Frauds. When you're a fraud, what happens is you milk every ounce of good luck and good karma and good juju, but frauds always get their shit called. When that happens, you just have to understand when it's going to happen and how much money you can make. Doesn't happen during the regular season. I think the Vikings keep this one close. That's just my opinion. Also, Josh Allen has that UCL thing in his elbow. The Bills will be smart to rest him for three or four weeks. You're trying to win a Super Bowl, and you can afford to lose a game or two. You can't afford to lose a bunch. And while it would be nice to have games in Orchard Park or whatever their stadium is called or going to be called in Buffalo, it's better to make the playoffs. And if Josh Allen gets hurt now, you can't. Ironically, the backup for... Buffalo is Case Keenum, who is the backup quarterback that took over for Sam Bradford in 2017 when the Vikings were good. Theoretically, he's like uh, he was the quarterback when the team was as good as it's ever been, except for the Randy Moss, Chris Carter stuff. So Texans are playing the Giants. I kind of like the Texans to win that game. I don't know why. I can't explain it. The Jags are playing the Chiefs. Colts, Raiders in a game of sadness. Of course, the fun part of this is that Jeff Saturday is the interim head coach. And just 10 days ago, he talked shit on the Raiders on Twitter. Just 10 days ago. It looks like Matthew Stafford is going to be out against the Cardinals, which is fucking hilarious. I'm going to find this tweet from uh, Jordan Rodriguez, who works for The Athletic but does PR for the Rams. You know, one of those people that are like, oh, yeah, you're like a reporter, but all of your stories are positive. And how do you have all this access to the coaching GM? And then you just defend them all the time. That's so crazy, Jordan. I, it's unbelievable how you were able, how you were able to do that. I just don't. That's crazy. I, uh, that's amazing. When you write things that they want you to write, that they just let you hang out. I uh, I don't understand how that works. If someone in journalism could teach me, that would be great. So the Rams, I just want to shit on the Rams because it's just funny. So they traded all, they pushed all their chips in, and they won the Super Bowl. But then they think they can just kind of replicate it. The move this year was not trying to run it back. The move this year was trading Stafford and trading Jalen Ramsey and just be like, okay, let's tank a thon. Do you remember in 2008 
when you didn't understand the financial crisis in, in the United States and Europe, and you would turn on TV and people would say something like, we don't know where the bottom is. That meant that like, oh my God, this is so fucked up. We actually don't know how bad it can get. That's where the Rams are right now. It, we are in, for the Rams, we are in like the spring of 2008 and all the, the Wall Street CNBC people are like, and you know, you're worried about gas prices and you're worried about the housing market and whatever. And the, the nerds on Wall Street are like, hey, um, we don't have control over this anymore. That's where the Rams are. So here's a fun fact. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote it for you. It's on the screen. In Sunday's postgame column, this is from Jordan Rodrigue, I revealed the results of a crucial and mind-blowing three-and-out query. That's yeah, a, a literal data query. They have databases. The Rams' offense is averaging 16.3 points per game, where the defense is holding opponents to 17.8 points per game. That ranks number 10 in the NFL in forcing three-and-outs. They get a three-and-out or a turnover on downs. The offense responds... Do this. The offense gets a three and out after a defensive three and out 38% of the time. So the defense plays well and then the offense gives it right back. The Rams have the highest three and out rate in the NFL in 2022. It's the highest three and out rate of any team that Matthew Stafford has had at quarterback in the last nine, nine seasons. And it's on pace to be the worst of his career. Shouts to Sean McVay. The Rams suck ass. Bet against them. <sighs> I do have some bets out. We want to go with my best bets because I was in a state that I could legally bet. Thank the Lord. I bet on LSU to cover against Arkansas. I deep down think they're going to crush. I also bet on Nebraska to cover against Michigan. I never bet on college sports, but here we are. I like the Cowboys to obliterate obliterate the Packers. The line is five. How ironic is it that Mike McCarthy is first time back in Lambeau and the Packers are a disheveled mess? So the atmosphere is going to be boring. <laughs> the Packers fans are going to be like, oh man, maybe we fired the wrong asshole. Uh, the, 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 the Chargers are playing. The San Francisco 49ers, I have the Chargers under. Um, they just waved Jerry Tillery, which is interesting because Jerry was a first-round draft pick out of Notre Dame. <clears throat> like around the COVID year, somewhere maybe before the COVID year. And he never really panned out, but they were using him on half of their snaps. Like there doesn't appear to be someone taking their snaps. They're waving him. It seems like it's like a culture thing. Like maybe they didn't like him and he didn't like them. It seems like a bad situation. So they're, Brandon said he's about to get fired. It's not going to be good. I predicted that. Follow, follow me on Twitter and you can have all my terrible takes. Uh, yes, yeah, so those are my best bets. I like the under for Chargers Rams. I like the Lions to cover. I like the Cowboys to cover. I like LSU to cover, Nebraska to cover. Kind of like Detroit to win outright. We're, we're just doing narratives right now, though. We're, we're going to help you out with narratives. Steelers are playing the Saints. The Steelers narrative is that they started Kenny Pickett against all the good defensive defenses on their schedule. He's also a rookie. You know, what are you going to do? So the, <laughs> the primetime game. Oh, the primetime game. The primetime game is the Washington Commanders return to Philly, and it's going to be a bummer because it was supposed to be Carson Wentz. We all could have ended our weekend relishing in Carson Wentz's just fear of the crowd who was going to suckle on his blood. They were going to just draw the life force, the soul from his body, but now they're not going to. They're just not going to. Which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate for all of us, to be frank. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is unfortunate. 
for all of us. There is some controversial Wednesday stuff I want to get into. Olivia Dunn, who is a very beautiful and successful gymnast for LSU. If you've ever heard of her, you may you're probably heard of her because she has like four million followers on TikTok. Um, she's famous. She's incredibly, incredibly famous. Like I know that she's been hanging out with rappers and she's at LSU and now the NIL is famous. And she's incredibly good. And like this is the weird part about this is she's a very hot woman and she's probably like 22, 21, 22. And, but she's an incredibly good gymnast and people forget about that. Like she was at the Olympic qualifiers with people like Simone Biles and shit. Like she's very, 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 very good. She's also very beautiful and very famous. The reason I'm telling you this is a Stanford basketball player, Tara Vanderveer, is talking shit on Olivia Dunn because Olivia Dunn probably won't make a ton of money from gymnastics. There's not much money to be made in gymnastics, even the best players or best uh, athletes, competitors, whatever. They make it from sponsorships. Well, Olivia is famous and good, uh, and she's made $2 million this year. But this this basketball player says it's a step back for women. Um, disagree. I think that the solution to sexism and racism is more... More rich women, more rich black people that earn their money. Let's get seats at the table for everybody. Uh, So we might dive into that. I'm kicking it around. I'm sure that we'll have some Indianapolis Colts stuff to talk about that should keep us plenty busy. That's what we missed yesterday. I'll be back in better than ever on Monday. Thanks for sticking with me through my little uh, work snafu. I got to get a better travel situation so I can do the show on the road. Literal show on the road. Okay. Okay, bye.